0: them come this is their fate all right all right welcome back let me do my birdman hands <laughs> welcome back to the house of wolves podcast i am your host deontay here at my near and dear friends Jalen and josh this is starfield week so it's pretty good depending on um Depending on who you ask, really. It's very dis, uh, divisive online right now. It's it's divided, pretty much. But we're going to talk about all of it. Uh, we're going to have a good week. We're going to have a good episode. And we got some topics for y'all, per usual. Jalen, Josh, before we get started, as usual, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how life's going, any trials and tribulations you are trying to overcome at the moment, tell the people where you
1: at. Uh, what, what's that saying? God sends his, his best soldiers for <laughs> his battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God sends no, his no, no, I...
0: his best soldiers. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, bar. I I Don't had break. no uh struggles this week. Just um, you know, take care of the fam. Uh, we got a, a birthday coming up soon, first birthday. So we getting plans ready for that. Just depending on the weather. Uh, Because we were thinking about doing something out at, like, a a park. But we might have to do it at home. Uh, Because one day it's just 100 degrees, or the next day it's, you know, pouring rain. Uh, So, got to wait and see. Um, Other than that, just trying to keep up with all the the Starfield discourse. Uh, Everybody and their mama got something to say about it. Um, But overall, I would say impressions are pretty positive. A lot better than what I was thinking because like what but that's the overall it hasn't had a lot of like good hits well i say positive news in a in a while like maybe doom 2 was the most recent one but Redfall and fallout 76 you know gave him a bad reputation yeah had uh, Deathloop.
0: Uh, definitely was getting highly oh praised, yeah Deathloop.
1: even though it wasn't
0: like something i would enjoy it all that much. I liked it but it wasn't like a ten, but they were getting like higher scores. But People they didn't like some on, success. Um, Ghostwire
1: Tokyo, they didn't like that.
0: No, I did not. It was like seven ish game. Um I liked the, the animation of it and I liked the like the what well, the concept of it. Like being able to explore um Tokyo. But at the end of the day it didn't grab me like I thought
1: it would. So but, other
0: but, than you know. the
1: news just been Pushing through on Armor Core. I um, actually like it a lot. Last time I talked about it, I was early in the game, but I'm like a little more than halfway through. Um, I was taking my time just trying to collect everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's still a FromSoft game, but I like all of the changes that they've made as far as like quality of life and things like that, like being able to save your bill at a, a as a loadout whenever you want to sell something you get like 100 percent the original cost so you know if you bought a gun for a thousand dollars and you don't like it you can sell it get your money back for the exact try cost something else yeah yeah try something else um but it's also good because you can save your loadout sell everything in your loadout and then when you're in a mission you're like oh i missed that old loadout you can just rebuy it while you're in the mission because you have it saved it'll automatically buy it for you um like Hmm. just small stuff like that makes it very easy and fun to experiment um i didn't know that the story has like branching missions like you can choose mission a or b or whatever and that changes like where the story is gonna go so i'm actually gonna probably play through it again on like a new game plus so i can do the alternate missions and stuff like that um and I've heard the New Game Plus is very good because it has new, well, new story route that you didn't see the first time, but it, it still has new weapons and stuff that you couldn't get on the first playthrough. Um, and I think we're going to probably talk about New Game Plus a lot today with Starfield because a lot of the games don't do anything from New Game Plus, but it, I think it's cool that when they do, it can, you know, really incentivize you to play through it again gotcha gotcha
0: okay what about you jalen what you been up to what you been doing how the fam doing um dude what i've been up to
2: not much for real for just uh open traveling uh working out Uh just all things uh my folks they good um yeah they good I'm, i'm gonna go to san antonio tomorrow to see my brother Cause you're supposed to be done with uh, basic training or, or basic or boot camp whatever you thought uh-huh um so I'm gonna go check him out tomorrow i ain't seen him and I guess it's been like two months now time was fine yeah so um go do that um uh, other than that, not a whole whole lot going on. I'll probably try to get into something this weekend uh next weekend I'm gonna go uh do go uh <laughs> go on a mission. Um
1: <laughs>
2: but, but other than that, not a whole whole lot though. Uh, um y'all know me on buying games. I it's the first game I bought in a long time. Um so I had went ahead and bought Stars. I actually played through the demo since the last podcast and then I actually was I'm like, all right, I can play this game. So granted it is on Game Pass for free. I was like, I need to play it more portable because I don't be at the crib too too frequently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I don't wanna play that's not the type of game I wanna play like on a big screen anyway. So um so I had went ahead and bought that on my Steam Deck and I've been playing that for a little bit. I got a I got a couple hours on it right now. So it's it's cool so far. I mean I pay like a dub for it, so I mean I ain't I ain't tripping about it and then I haven't invested in a game in a while, so um in a long period of time. So but like I said, I'm I'm enjoying the game. It's it's cool for what it is. Uh the story seemed kind of standardish, but I'm, um, you know, people gave it like a good rating and all this type of stuff. I feel like something might be brewing, even though I just started it. But I'm just trying to take it for what it is and stuff like that. So it's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, you heard it here first. Jalen had an opportunity to play something free, but decided to pay for it. <laughs> Did you? I, uh, you heard that right, Josh. I heard that right. I know I heard that right. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's unusual for Jalen. Y'all know me, uh, I buy it on. He said, whatever. he said, he said, you mean tell me he paid extra for convenience? <laughs> <That ain't> <laughs> him. <laughs> he had us on that kid now, bus. Well, that, that's the Jalen, I know but uh okay i, I see, see you, you, I, see you. I i, see need you. To I
2: can't yeah. keep falling asleep on your planes. <laughs>
0: that's very true that's very true uh he's, he thought he thinking about the travels huh Nah, you know he got all those on those missions so uh okay well that's good i kind of wanted to that's try right. it out so i might just do my game pass thing and stream it to the steam deck and take it portable because i don't get out that much anyways but yeah i might track check it out a little bit um but honestly i've just been um busy with starfield a lot so just been playing that i have family up this weekend so that was really cool of them to come up Uh, We enjoyed ourselves, you know. Did the whole Labor Day food? Got some s'mores going. We was playing board games. we were just chilling. So I was having fun, enjoying myself with the family. But I would uh, was uh, getting in some um, gaming too. So we played a little bit of Street Fighter uh, Six. They trash, and we played (laughs) we played Mortal (laughs) Kombat and a little other stuff. But mostly, I was uh, they was. They was actually interested in watching me play Starfield because you know my brother um, he actually played Skyrim. I did not so he wanted to see what Starfield was all about and because um, I was like this is a first you know, but there's the game in a long time. but he's uh, right now he's uh, team Sony so we're gonna talk about those little we're gonna talk about that a little bit too because uh, it's very interesting dynamics happening online um, as if we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but I kind of, I'm prepared to talk about a decent amount of it. So we're going we to go heavy on Starfield early on. Um, but yeah, anything else before I get into Starfield fully? Um, anything else? Uh, no. All right.
2: Do it. I got
0: it. Let's hop into it then, fellas. Jalen, it unlocks tonight. Josh, you know it unlocks tonight. Um, are, are, is this something that, Jalen, are you going to play it first off? I guess that's my question. I'll download it, man. But, uh, I <laughs> it's it's a one-single-player game. Player. game. Mm-hmm. Ain't no reason to download it if you're not going to play it. It's a single-player game. It's not multiplayer. Why well, ain't no reason? It's free, ain't it? With Game Pass. I mean, but you just downloading something to download it. You're not really going to play it, right? All
1: right. He, oh, he helped oh, him get the I mean. numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to help
0: out Ty, get oh, that, uh, How are you gonna help out? <laughs> Oh, you got
1: to help Todd out? Oh, you got to inflate the numbers.
0: <laughs> okay, I see, I see. Um, well, let me tell you guys a little bit about the game, a little bit about the controversy, and then kind of go into we know the spiel but basically um i'm gonna give my take quick review it's not gonna be that long probably gonna take a couple of minutes but uh starting off the game starts off better than i expected um it was interesting engaging right off the bat kind of gets you into the combat and the thrill of what you're going to be doing kind of introduce you to the loop very fast um does it explain everything on the way? I don't believe so. I didn't feel like I got explained all of it, but I kind of continued down the path of just going through the main missions, um, because I don't know, I guess when I was looking at everything and trying to get accustomed to all of the perks and all of the, mm, the menus and all that stuff. Kind of got overwhelming at first, but after about a couple of hours, I was able to figure out most of it. I don't think people, I don't think it's a knock to say that that game starts slow. I think that it's not a knock to it. I think it's more of a, just a statement that it it does. Um, It doesn't, it didn't start slow for me because simply I was just intrigued on getting through Of what was happening on screen at all times. It was kind of like, you know, how you go through a game and you're just so excited to play the game. You don't really notice the time that it took to get to a point where you kind of understood everything. Because as I was playing the game, time was kind of like speeding by. And I didn't realize how much time I had on it because I was just excited to play it and kind of explore everything and see everything. So It didn't feel slow to me simply because I was excited. If I was someone that was trying to get into the game and don't care much about a lot of it and not really interested in like the story elements, I could see how this game could feel off putting to some, um, but Right now, I understand the ship mechanic. I understand weight, which I hate to learn. I hate those types of games, but I understand the weight mechanic. I understand how to, you know, trade stuff and put stuff into people's pockets, of course. that's a, But there's the tradition to have a companion around just to put stuff in their pockets. Um, there is... The whole jumping to planets and start, you know, outlining a route, understanding that better, understanding I created my first ship and kind of modded my um, ship to kind of have this custom look. I understand ship uh, building now and um, a few other things. But basically, um, you I had to. I could, I did not know this stuff by just playing the game. I went outside of just the game to kind of get to know it better. So I was kind of looking up, okay, what do you do for ships? Or if I saw something in passing, I see something, I'm like, oh, you could do that. Um, It's like those types of things at first. And then after a while, I kind of wanted to cut myself off from the internet and just kind of play the game. And at that point, I think that's when it really started to just become like way more uh, fun, but time consuming because I, there was like plenty of ways I could probably just get to something quicker, but I would rather just go around about and kind of figure out things myself versus just kind of figuring it out. What's the best way to get money? What's the best way to um, start the game? What's the best way to, what, how to, how what's the best way to complete the game? What's the best way to um, really is about money. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of get through and buy new ships or to, um, get perks or how to level up faster, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm assuming it is just going around killing stuff because you get XP every time you kill something. And that's really where I was getting the bulk of my upgrades outside of the story missions. Um, but it's just so many different things pulling you in so many different directions. Um, but I feel like I'm gonna be playing this game for a really long time, and I'm still not tired of it. Um, <laughs> so, it's funny stuff has already happened. Random stuff has already happened. I picked the kid trait, so I picked kid stuff. So I had my mom and dad. They came and visited me at the constellation outpost. I'm just like, why are y'all here? And it was just very strange for them to be popping up in places. I went to go visit them. It was just like these like th- things you wouldn't even pick if you didn't have this trait. So I just know this game is way more expansive than I've even scratched the surface. I have gotten to the point where I have discovered the the secret stuff or whatever. They don't want to talk about because it's spoilers. I'm not going to talk about it now. Maybe next episode, once it's been out to the general public for more than a day, (laughs) but (laughs) um, there's a lot of stuff there. And um, at first, I was hitting it at an eight because I, again, I was going through it and I was just excited to play it. But once I kind of understood the loop and I understand, I think I got like 15, six to 20 hours into it now understanding the loop so technically i haven't even seen all the cities the main cities i, I just got into neon because i went and did some other stuff um but yeah i've just been enjoying the game and um loving the fact that they just give me the ability to explore understanding you know oxygen usage understanding the you know, the, the mechanics of the harmful weathers, harmful conditions outside understanding all that junk is just kind of like you, you start to really start to role play more than you expect. Um, and I'm just more so engulfed in the world at this point, trying to figure out who I want to be my companion moving forward. Um, looking at interesting ways to kind of take on um, situations and talking myself out of stuff. And it just feels like I'm always questioning, well, what if I would have did this? And I think they have an answer for it. What if I would have done that? And they do have an answer for it. So um, I think that's the the core of, you know, but there's everybody knows this, but I feel like that on top of the amount of polish, I mean, it's still a Bethesda game. So you're going to get somebody that's going to break their neck maybe a few times. And you might get someone that's like, um, that, that randomly pops up, but the polish to the fact that I have not seen a crash, everything it works properly. I haven't seen anything just break entirely. Um, is really, really great. Uh, and I, and I, I guess, when I initially was playing it, I had an eight, but I can I can possibly put that to a nine um, today. And as I play and continue to go forward, I don't want to give it a ten. Ain't no game really a ten to me. Um, but I think that they did what they were supposed to with Starfield, at least. And I'm 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 not mad that I bought the merch because I think I'm be playing this game for a while. Um, so yeah. Quick review, but overall, I think it, it 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 and it's weird that everybody is kind of having that same sentiment. The more you give to Starfield, the better the game becomes. It, it is very much so true, and it's hard to explain. Like what you mean? Don't, don't, ain't the game supposed to be fun up front? It is fun up front, but it's like the more you provide time to it, the more you get to see the true mechanics of it, the, everything that's happening, all the intertwining um, systems, and it just becomes a very clear picture that. This is probably uh, Bethesda's most ambitious game, most, varied, most variety in a game, and you're probably not going to get this anywhere else anytime soon, um, and if they can hold up what I've seen in the last 20 hours over the next 60, 80 hours, I don't see how this couldn't be a potential game under the year contender um, for me. Um, Right now, I haven't played much out there that has got me so infatuated with playing a long game, plus exploring a game, plus feeling rewarded for doing so as much as this one has. So it's kind of like hitting a lot of checkboxes. But at the same time, it is not like a there's like, oh, y'all did a lot of y'all did a great job on the maps, the design of the world's but y'all still fell flat on character animation. Like y'all did a lot of great things for uh, lighting and the terrains, but y'all barely nailed uh, some of the, um, like, I guess like the water textures or something like that. So it's just kind of like those types of things that's mixed into it. Um, And I'm not finna give them the benefit of the doubt that, oh, it's gonna be modded right now the game that they have is well enough worth a purchase um but i know it could be better at some point and that's normally what happens with these games but starfield to me is great um but there's a lot of controversy around it and it's very divisive to say that because there are so many other things that you have to become accustomed to that maybe people aren't ready to do and that is because of how expensive it is and how much they try to put into it. There is drawbacks to and limitations to what they can provide you as a seamless experience. Like this is not a God of War, one camera pain, start to finish. You're not going to walk through the whole game with that. You're going to have to deal with loading screens. And I guess that's just a big deal for a lot of people right now. So, um, but yeah, quick review, I guess. Um, I want you guys to have an opportunity to chime in on what you've been seeing before I move into the controversy that I've seen. So, um, any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on anything intrigue you, anything that you think you saw recently that may have stand out that I didn't cover? What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, I don't I don't know any spoilers about it or anything like that. But I think the thing that intrigued me is that people saying that the main, or at least playing the main story, is rewarding in the sense where you will enjoy the story, and then there's there's more uh, that opens up to you later uh, mm-hmm. from playing the main story, and I think that's a good thing. That's a good change from their other games. Because mm-hmm. I played like a couple of the Fallout games. I played some of the Elder Scrolls games. And the issue I always have with them is, like, I play for 20 hours, but that's mostly just doing random side quests, random stories. And those Mm. are interesting, but I'm wandering randomly for 20 hours, and then I just drop the game. So at least having a main story that is, like, okay, I don't know what to do, or, Mm. yeah, and I I don't want to, you know, keep wandering. I'm going to stick to the main story for a bit, and, and, you know, it can still be captivating. So that I'm, I'm happy about, and then like I mentioned earlier with the New Game Plus stuff, not necessarily saying that you have to rush to New Game Plus for Starfield or anything like that, but having the idea that it's rewarding to... It rewards you for playing longer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to beat the game, do all this stuff, you you can move on to New Game Plus and that gives you new, new opportunities. Um, so the, the, the discussions around that have really got me more interested in it. And, and the other thing is that I already expected like it to be a Bethesda game. Uh you know, it is kind of disappointing that they have all these loading screens and stuff. But if the core game behind it is good, like the dialogue and the characters that you meet and the stuff that you're doing, uh I'm okay with that stuff. Um it it's kind of a big comparison I've seen is uh Bethesda Mass Effect, which is good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can agree
0: with that um i I, I played a little bit of mass Effect, like I didn't play much, but the overarching feel of being in space is there like the feel of you know truly being an explorer is there. It's about how they intertwine it and make it up is what's really concerning to a lot of people It's not like this like it's not it's not it's not as if it's not there. it's not as if it's doesn't have all these branching mechanics. It doesn't have great, you know, um, it's not like it doesn't have great space battles and, and like fill the feel of you jetpacking across the room to go kill somebody and good melee combat and, and decent, um, shooting mechanics. It's simply the fact of how they present it to you that they don't like. It's really just, Oh, I'm going to go into these, um, pre-generated worlds. I want to walk across the whole map. You can't do that. You have to kind of keep it going and land into a different spot. Um, the, Oh, I want to, um, feel as if the going into like large areas and places like that, that is seamless There's limitations to what they can truly do. I, I don't want to give them a break, but it feels like if there's so much here that I don't really have a concern, for them to that it's not going to be a, a, a good game or that they were trying to cut corners I think they had to justify having that and I think the justification was not fun like I don't play No Man's Sky for a reason because I don't find truly leaving a planet to be fun I rather fast travel and they do give you the option to fast travel and you can feel like you just skipping all those parts but to me that that makes me that makes me feel better because that means that they have packed this game with more to do than to just get to point a to point b like you know i'm thinking of death stranding where that is the game like they allow you to bypass building a spaceship bypass building an outpost bypass space travel you know why they can do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there's enough content there, so you don't need to do it. That's the whole point of me kind of giving it as praise, even though I kind of understand where everyone is coming from. I feel like, well, if the content is there, and you can literally do, it's like you know Fallout or Skyrim in space, and they still put the Bethesda the game there, but they also provided you these other mechanics that, you don't necessarily have to, you know, intertwine with, but they're there. I don't really see the problem. Um, but I, I I can feel I can also feel being restricted in the way you want to play the game. I can feel that in a sense of, you know, that 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 purposeful or, or meaningful um, sim simulation is being stripped from you. But I think what we had to what we all had to come accustomed to or become aware of is that it is a, um, but there's the game and what they showed you is truly what you get. And, um, with that 40 or so minute, you know, presentation, I was excited for, off of that. And that's what that was in the game. We knew that was confirmed and they still haven't shown me everything that that's in the game. So I don't know. I just think that that's a lot of content to be upset about simply because you have to get through a loading screen, especially when you have faster SSDs and you don't really have to feel like you're loading for a very long time. But I don't want to, you know, displace or mitigate people's anger or people's concerns. I just want to provide a little bit more clarity around what you're getting versus what is uh, what, what's the compromises are. So, um, but the first one was again, like you said, loading screens. The second one I wanted to mention was being able to travel to the planet completely. Now, this was a weird one, um, where you literally want and people wanted to be able to land on the, um, planets from orbit and go straight into it. Um, and everybody thought it was like a field that you were stuck in that you couldn't move around in and you just were like like an illusion of movement. But no, somebody was crazy enough to um, sit there on a screen and and try to get to a planet. It took them seven actual real life hours to go from where they put you in orbit of a front of a planet to get to the surface of said planet. But once they got to that said surface, Um, it just cut through them. So it wasn't really like they were going to land. There's no animation for it. It was literally just nothing happened. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot of this going around where people are going to break this game in a lot of different ways. It's kind of like the same thing they did with Zelda. Zelda was dealing with a lot less. But at the end of the day, I can ascend through pretty much uh, most puzzles if I find a quick little edge um, that I can just jump through and I don't have to deal with most of it. But they have the content there that doesn't matter because you got like one hundred and fifty million other things you could be doing. And that is the thing what I what I kind of get from with Starfield is that, yeah, I can't fly to the planet and it doesn't it's not advantageous for me to do so. Um, but I have plenty of other things to do and literally on Pluto than to sit there and try to drive from where they put me in orbit to, to the land on the planet. It's just not worth it and not worth it to pick that battle of, yeah, this is not here. So I should be upset because at the end of the day, you're going to be missing out on a actual, the actual game being upset over those things. Then there was the thing about the pronouns and, you know, I don't know what that is about. I, I know that people are—they—they they equate anything that does with diversity or inclusion to politics. Nope, <laughs> it's just diversity and inclusion. It's not politics, but people pretend as if that is the—that is the word. If you hear someone say, "I want politics out of something." That is literally diversity and inclusion. That is literally what they are referring to. It is not a ruse anymore. Everybody knows this. It's just about having either black, LGBTQ people, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, minorities, I, I think that is keep politics or keep these uh, black and brown, <laughs> LGBTQ people out of my games. That is, that is the statement that they're looking to. This- to kind of proceed with when they say keep politics out of my games. Because nobody's talking about war. I mean, you can you can literally see in the games that they're literally talking about starting, you know, intergalactic wars or whatever. Nobody's, nobody's talking about that. They're talking about they and them, um, which is crazy to me. Like, that is really a thing that people get upset about. Um, but it's out there, and he kind of got blew up a little bit over a couple of days, but it doesn't bother me. Um, I think most people that are a little bit more rational that hey I can pick what I want that to be. And, um, I think that, I think they're okay. Um, but yeah, that was another one. And I think the other one was unfortunately this guy, Don, Dan Stapleton, man, They've been eating this guy alive because he gave his same a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Which, which by the way, isn't like a terrible score. But um, if you find the game to be a 10 out of 10 and you want that to be the reflection of the world, when someone gives it a 7, it's a slight. Um, you want your Metacritic scores up. People are very highly opinionated and they find that if you don't like a game... It can't be you as an individual, it's you as a collective. So Dan Stapleton has been the brunt of it. He's the IGN reporter that has reviewed this game. People are digging up old tweets. They want this man out of here, but I'm not here to defend Dan. He's made his own decisions, but at the end of the day, you gotta let people review games. They have to be able to have an opinion and you can't be mad when they do provide said opinion. I don't want nobody to be mad at me because i don't like final fantasy 16 i can care less you go play it but I, I guess when you're a reviewer you can't no, you're no longer just a reviewer anymore especially when it comes to these bigger games you can't just review games you have to review games and simmer. <laughs> you have to be uh the pr it's just weird to me now um but Good old Dan cut through that game and said it's 7 out of 10. Um, people were qu- calling into question his character, his ability to play the. if he played the whole game. They were talking about so many things. Um, and I guess what I got from that is that people are angry. And they're always going to be angry about anything. He praised the game at, by the end of it. He kind of enjoyed it. He felt like it started off slow, which is the sentiment for a lot of people. Even if you are super excited, you could possibly get lost in the first couple of hours where you may feel like, oh, it's a lot of mechanics getting thrown at me and I don't know where to start. You can feel that way. Um, but I guess if you are on IGN and you you, you, you associated with the Metacritic, you can't give it a seven out of ten. You got to give it a eight or nine or ten to get people off your back. Uh, so, GameSpot and uh, IGN gave it a seven. So, just so you guys are aware out there, um, I stand with the reviewers, even if they, even if I don't agree with them. I feel like they should have be able to may have their opinion. I have never, I've never went to a Metacritic store score before i bought a game if i liked that game before that game dropped i more than likely was either going to play it on the sale or i was going to play it regardless there has been highly there's only been times where there's technical issues where i've literally not wanted to play a game but most of the time there has never been a time where i was like oh this game looks interesting let me check the metacritic store like i just don't do it i just if it's interesting to me i'ma play it but it's always the deciding factor of if I'm going to play full price or I'm going to play it half off or I'm going to get it dirt cheap. There's never been a time where I was like, the Metacritic has swayed me to not pick up a game. It's always technical issues or whether or not my budget fits into it. Never Metacritic. Um, just like this. I was just more so concerned that I wasn't my purchases, of uh, my extra purchases around the game wasn't going to be justified. I feel like they're justified now I feel like I can comfortably say okay I'm fine with purchasing additional things because they actually made a good game and it's worth it but I don't care what Dan said Dan can say whatever he want I think people really need to put into perspective what they're arguing about like they're arguing someone's opinion do you get that you know how insane that sounds that You're arguing with someone based off their opinion. That's insane. It's kind of as if you're literally trying to purposefully change someone else's mind. It's not like he's going to recant his statements and come out with something new because you badgered him. His opinion is always the same. He may learn something from how he either delivered it but his opinion of the game should never change. It should always be a 7 in his book. Maybe his delivery, maybe 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 adding additional hours to his gameplay, maybe talking through a lot of the mechanics in a thorough way and not being you know thrown off by small things that he may have missed, but again, Starfield is a large game. You can't see everything in one playthrough. It's just not going to happen. But I don't know I, I I guess we, you guys have any thoughts about people and review scores? Um, the funniest one I ever come up to is always too much water, but I just never like again. I just never thought of reviews as important outside of technical reviews. Yeah, That's when
1: it. it comes to like Metacritic and stuff, people yeah. like get too obsessed with. But nothing like if Spider Man. Two comes out and it's a eight, you know, an eighty three on Metacritic. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of Sony. It's not the end of you and the things that you like. There are gonna be more Spider-Man games in the future and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So people get too obsessed with holding holding the games up to a high standard. Like I like Zelda games and Zelda games always ha- have high Metacritics, but I don't personally care if Zelda's number two or three or five on Metacritic. Uh, as far as reviews because that doesn't change the actual game like my enjoyment of it they can still be my favorite game ever mm-hmm. and it's a, a 77 on metacritic so that people just have to let that go i think that's just a consumerism thing that's come up because people do the same thing about movies like so and so made a billion dollars this weekend went at the movie theaters and like it doesn't matter like you mm-hmm. you don't get paid you're not a CEO, you're not an investor, so a lot of that stuff you have to let go. Like it's cool to have praise for the thing that you like and to see it get its accolades. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it personally you, you shouldn't be going to war over that type of stuff. Uh at the same time no, especially not in, trying to get nobody fired either. Yeah. At the same time, I can see like there's some people who opinions you're never gonna agree with personally i don't think i like dan stapleton as a reviewer however Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because he works for a new like a news site like he he puts out this stuff i'm not his um (laughs) customer or whatever like yeah if i want to see somebody's review from a person that i like or like i i like their opinions i'll go to youtube where i look up like skill up and someone like that who I want to get their perspective on it because I like their particular perspective but and how I they go to bat more, and how um, they review.
0: Unfortunately, IGN yeah. is a big large company that reviews all a lot of games and they can't just have the same people play the certain same type of games and maybe they don't have a large history with certain things. Um but that's fine because again, it is just an opinion. Um It is not what I. It's not even what IGN collectively thinks. It's just what this one individual from IGN thinks. So, why is there so much stock in reviews at this point? Like, I put so much more stock into technical reviews. Like, does the game run well? Like, I don't really care about what you guys think about it. Does it run well? Is there microtransaction heavy? Is it like something game breaking. It can't be these little things about, Oh, I felt like it started slow. That's how you felt. I felt like, um, I I, I guess I keep going back to final fantasy because that's the first, that's the one that kind of pops out, but I can't even go to like Hogwarts legacy. It reviewed. Well, I did not like that game that much. I thought it was like very much so mid of the board world. But they built the world so well that I felt like it had to be in a space where it was it was praised a little bit better because they built the world very well. It's just everything on top of it story and you know the 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 story really it was really just a story and I, I guess my character I just wasn't invested in them in them but it was it was really just the most sort of the story that drove me to kind of be like, uh, this is not what I was expecting, um, and it felt like it had no consequences. I felt like whatever I did, it was it was fine, and that's not like a real true RPG. It's just like a story game, and I felt like they didn't know what they wanted to build. They should have pushed more into the RPG elements. But well, from a technical standpoint, it ran well, looked good, and I was able to finish it. So I just like i never think from that perspective i just think if i'm interested in the game or not and if it looks good to me and then i may like i said i go and get other people's opinions sometimes but it's truly after i've already bought the game <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't wait it's not like it's a wait situation um so yeah i don't know i just find it interesting that um i I do like it I guess when my opinion aligns with others' opinions, but it never breaks my opinion of the game. it just always tells me that okay, well this person might have liked something I did not like um and that and it kind of goes from there so
1: yeah yeah i I personally don't go for reviews as far as like a critical like analysis of an objective mm-hmm. like is every single detail about the game, but it is more of a, you know, product review to talk about what the game is like, how long it is, what type of stuff you'll experience in mm-hmm. it. If it's done well. And then it, cause like, I do want to see reviews where it's like, Oh, well the game is good, uh, for like 10 hours and then is unfinished and there's no ending. Oh, oh yeah. I'm glad. Do you I think the scoring games, system is bad. People. um, I think that um, a lot of reviewers don't—not my bad—not a lot, but it's, there are some reviewers who go away from the ten out of ten or eight out of ten reviews because they feel like it's not really a a good um, representation of the game. Because, mm-hmm. like you know, if they if somebody gives a game a six, to most people, like you know, a sixty percent as a basically a fail. Like the the game is worthless. But that's not necessarily true. It might have issues. There might be a lot of good stuff in there, but the sixty percent is not a good look. Some people do out of five, or they do like stars or stuff like that. Those feel a little bit more like you know it's two and a half stars. That's like there's some enjoyment, but it's not perfect. But I wouldn't think that's the same as like a sixty. I think the two and a half is better. Yeah. So three stars. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, I would play a two and a half star game if, you know, it, the impressions were still like I have fun with it, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it got, I guess, stars is a little bit more symbolic of like something good. So if you received a star, then I mean, you you know what I'm saying? You kind of did something okay at least. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I think- mean, my,
2: my thing with all right, my back.
0: No, go ahead. I'm talking too much anyway.
2: No, nah, I was about to say, my thing with reviews is, again, I mean, it's similar to what y'all saying, saying. Uh, and, like, the point that Josh had touched on is, like, you use a review as, like, a reference, and you're looking for certain things within a game. Like, a game got certain benchmarks, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you got the graphical standpoint, the technical standpoint, how like, how is it going to run, the replayability, all those sorts of things. So, um, I, think, I, I think IGN or, like, the bigger places, they probably do the little numbers and stuff like that because it mm-hmm. – it, it's it, it it um it catches the people's eye like you buy r right seven out of ten like eight out of ten like it's real simple and it just like catches the eye versus if you go look at somebody else review when they got rep- replayability three out of ten um you know post game content uh ten out of ten those sorts of things you got to start working harder and I think most humans and stuff just want stuff simple cut and dry or whatever and I mean I can attest to that too um but as far as when people I think I, I think people just got this idea of like whenever they like change in direction a little bit why people care so much about the reviews. I think when people really care like passionate about something, whether it's a yellow water bottle or a black door or something like that, they fight tooth and nail for it and they just
1: mm-hmm. it's like
2: a like a fixation similar to how people uh you know, I don't wanna throw politics in this for lack of better words, you know, they defend Donald Trump or defend Beyonce and Beyonce don't even know these people exist. Like so um but they would they would attack you you know what i'm saying like get on twitter and like, Well you say, what about the beehive like yeah we got to light you up now bro because why would you ever say that about her so um i think <laughs> it just kind of goes back to like fixation i think it's kind of crazy a little bit that people do that but you know people do that with the game and stuff especially if they have some sort of quote-unquote stock in the game you know, yeah. I dropped to drop 70 for the game y'all better say the game good because otherwise i'm gonna feel like i got con and then now it's a, uh um you know you got the buyer's remorse the insecurity, those sorts of things or whatever. Um, I think some of that is a little bit of a component, too. But um, as far as me, I used to care a lot about reviews and stuff when I was younger. I used to literally be on this website called, like, game ratings or rankings or something. And the games would have ratings and stuff before it even come on. I don't know how they calculated these scores or anything like that. But, you know, I used to be like, man, I'm kind of passionate about this game. Like, this game need to – like, people need to know that this game good and stuff like that. But then you get older and realize a little bit, you be like – I mean, I'm just using these reviews to help me understand the goods and bads about the game, and it's just I'm just taking it in for what it is, and I can agree or or disagree with some of the things that the person said. They bite, bite Pokemon over or Mega Ruby Alpha Sapphire got too much water. We buy well, we, bite. Well, we it's, it's still the same game that y'all gave a nine, um, like you know, ten fifteen years ago. So like. I don't know if I resonate with that statement or maybe the mm-hmm. times change a little bit where people just don't like water no more, you know what I'm saying? Because, of, you know, we get too many <laughs> rainstorms or something. I don't know, but you know, like, it's just one of those things you just got to take with a grain of salt but I think a lot of people lack the um, they lack the the, um, you know, when you, when you go to school and stuff, they make you do research articles they make you look at literature and then you need to decipher what's mm-hmm. good information and what's bad information, but Sometimes I don't think people know how to do that, and it's not to say that uneducated people why like, can't do that. Um, educated people do that as well too. So um, it's just, I, I think it's a little you know a little deranged a little bit or crazy, but it's it's fine though. I mean, making people lose a job over a review is crazy, or trying to get them lose a job.
0: Yeah, people are really like right there. Like, get if you say anything bad about Starfield, you we want to fi- well I hope you get fired or something like that. It's just weird
1: stuff. Yeah. That that's weird. Like that's not from the public's decision. Like he has an employer and like if he spent 5 minutes on Starfield and wrote a review, you know, I think that's just up between him and his employer. <laughs> if that's what they're okay with, then that's what they go with. You can criticize IGN as a you know, uh corporation, but Attacking people on on the internet for their opinion is is dumb. For a review.
0: Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. I, I mean, for me though, like I said, I I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm glad that it, it's it's out, and I'm happy that. Um, it's actually worth it because you know it's tough. Um, what else? What else? What else? Starfield, uh, PlayStation, because that's that's actually happening same day as Starfield coming out, which is crazy to me. But, um, they're going up like thirty dollars or something like that. They're raising their price forty. Forty dollars per year for a certain particular ones. So uh essentials is going from sixty dollars to eighty dollars, extra is going from a hundred to one hundred and thirty-five, premium is going from one twenty to one sixty. I have no idea why anyone would pay premium or extra because those games aren't that great that they have in there. Um but this 60 to 80 for the base is kind of crazy because like a, like a 33% increase or something like that. And you don't get anything better. They still got bad games that they come out with monthly and you still got the same services. So they didn't add anything new or or interesting, they just raised the prices. Um They did they didn't get away with this? <laughs> you think they can get away with this trailer
1: um i mean yeah they are gonna get away with it in a sense there's nothing that anybody can do about it but i think that there are going to be people who would cancel their subscription because it's not necessary Mm -hmm. you know like if you if the price is low enough you don't think about it because it's more passive stuff like you get a couple free games here and there maybe you might like one every couple months and uh, you get to play online with your friends and stuff like that. But for, like, for me, like I don't play like non-free-to-play multiplayer games that often. So even like paying for online is crazy to me because I, I wouldn't do it for a single game. And, and if the games that are offered in their service is not that compelling, then I would just cancel it and not even worry about it. Yeah. So I, I this is a weird move, I think, because uh, they should be trying to, like, instill. I mean, it Xbox does it, too. You know, everybody's going to raise their subscription price, but you have to continuously deliver quality content to that service uh, before you start raising the price. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I think that's what, that's kind of why they wanted to do Game, Cap, Game Pass Core and add some games in there because they wasn't really going to be benefiting us uh, or people with just um, those those cheap games that they were providing us every two months. I mean, every month, they were terrible games. It wasn't worth it. So they had to figure out a different way to kind of get games in there that was useful. And they kind of introduced the Game Pass core subscription where you get access to a library of games that they curate. Um, which is cool because again, you get some benefit from just having gold. Um, and you still get to keep all the games they ever gave out if you had gold previously. So that is how you add value to something that that is going away. You don't just raise the price. And that is what they did. They, they, Gamecast Core did go up a little bit, but they at least added something. PlayStation didn't do anything. So and from my book, it just seems as if they were they were getting in while they're getting good. Um, I, I won't be surprised if Nintendo follows suits and they don't do nothing different. Um, and I know Xbox is probably going to have some stuff down the line. I don't think they're going to be doing anything time, anytime soon because uh, they already they just did one. But they're all going to go up. I just don't want to see it go up 33% every time. This is the biggest increase for a subscription-based thing since in a while i don't I, I mean i don't know if netflix was higher because i don't remember if they went up a dollar or three dollars i think they went up a dollar and um and i know that it was pretty it was a pretty steep one for um youtube but i don't i still don't think it was 33 percent but
1: yeah yeah i, I, I saying, like like you said, throwing an extra dollar on there every year, like some services do. Cause like when Disney came out, I don't remember, it was like $10. No, it was less. It was like 6 or 7 when it came out, but then mm-hmm. every year they add a dollar to it. So now it's, you know, getting close to Netflix price. Um, But just doing it, you know, oh, we're going to raise it $5 for <laughs> no yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah I think
0: right. They- yeah, I mean it still comes out to like a dollar sixty something a a month, but it just feels worse when it's like sixty to eighty. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. going from you know five five dollars a month to this because they don't even have that tier. It's just like the yearly subscription, I believe. I don't even know if you can still buy one month and stuff like that. It just mm-hmm. feels weird, bro. It just feels weird. So, um, but yeah. Sony is raising prices per usual. Now nah, it was expected. Just didn't think it was gonna happen so fast. Um but yeah, what what's some what's some thoughts from you, uh from you, Jalen, on this? I know you don't even I don't even think you have anything on your PlayStation that you play that's not free to play. Yeah, I mean
2: all the games that I pay to play and stuff like online, I just did on the Xbox if I had the game pass. Uh, most mm-hmm. of those games they on both platforms or whatever. So um I mean, my my thoughts on this is I think we had touched on this in a podcast before. because um, 'cause I'm either that or I'm having days. I blew up what I had said. Um, like y'all said, it needs to go up by a small amount, like incrementally. Um mm-hmm. and I understand like I think most people understand it needs to go up in price because of like inflation and stuff like that. And maybe, you know, they even helping us out, quote-unquote, because PS, PlayStation Plus has been uh, $60 for, like, the past, what, about 10 years at this point. Um, but, again, it don't look too well when it's just that big increase, like, 33% it'd just be better off if it just putting, like, you know, maybe, like, a dollar here and there or something like that, right? Um, I think another thing is if they, I don't know if they put an announcement out. Uh, I think that would have helped mitigate some things. Um, like a, I'm talking about like one, of like far in advance, but I mean, it's kind of hard to tell the future. So I wouldn't really expect that. And the last thing is like kind of what you had touched on about like the Game Pass. I mean, I think it's important for, you know, because businesses, they need the force, right? They can't keep making product if they don't have profit. So they need to find some sort of sweet spot if they want to go up by that much and add in like these like benefits or whatever that kind of make it that increase invisible or try to mitigate as much you buy. Well, if we do this, we're going to put out, you know, it's going to diminish how much we can make a little bit, but at least the consumer is going to be happy because they going to continue buying this product or whatever. So, but going up to, from 60 to 80 without quote unquote consumer justification. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of steep or whatever. So, uh, I think that's something that really should be taken into consideration because um, I, I mean, for I wouldn't do that if they just go and increase it and not give me anything extra because I feel like I'm getting ganked at this point.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't really know how to segue, but I'm trying to figure out what else do we want to get into outside of that I think the next thing that I wanted to kind of cover off on was Sea of Stars, Jalen. I know you were just talking, but I kind of wanted to give, a, give, us, give us an overview of it and um, kind of give us a, in, any any like hero tropes you've seen, anything that you kind of was like pulled into, like any sweet mechanics that you thought was any interesting, in, uh, something that will get people to want to buy it. Let's talk from it from that point of view
2: um i'm gonna be completely honest like i said i only played the demo and i got a couple hours into the main game um so i kind of just started like venturing um because if there's no audio or i can't say that like definitively if they got like cut things up like i might have seen one but Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of text and stuff so you have to read i mean that's gonna take time or whatever right um but I mean, the story, like I said earlier in the podcast, the same like it's a standard story. You got two heroes or whatever. Like, they – I don't fully understand, like, where they came from or whatever, but you basically got two heroes or whatever. They undergo this, like, training and stuff like that. And from the looks of things, it looks like they gonna have to try to save the world and stuff like that. I don't know how the party system is. I got my third party member. Um, I see that as, like, five slots at least. So I don't know Mm -hmm. how many people I'm going to actually have in my party at one time. And if it's, like, three people – that's fighting and two on standby or it's five people on the field at once. I don't know how all that's going to flow. Um, the mechanics and stuff of the game. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like turn-based It's not that active time battle. Uh, I haven't played Chrono Trigger in probably a couple of years and I didn't play it too, too heavily. I think I made it. So I probably had at least like 10 hours in a the game. They compared to Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. um, I can't tell you how the chrono trigger battle system is and stuff uh previously on a podcast josh had touched on like the placement of enemies and things like that i don't know how that works entirely still because i have mm-hmm. seen that one of the dude abilities he can it's like it's basically called hurl and it, it says something about the placement of enemies but this is only in a demo version so i don't know how that works but mm-hmm. if you use hurl, i guess it's supposed to affect like the enemy placement um enemy placement do come in a, like in a play because i'm i could use like a shoot a fireball or whatever and it's gonna hit one person and then it's gonna hit two people next to them but if the enemy's not next to each other i'm only gonna hit one person with it so you take a little bit of that into consideration also another thing with the battle system that i thought was um i'm not gonna say it's the most interesting it's just a little different is the the uh the mana bar like your mp mm-hmm. so like those things you need to use like your magic um yeah. So first off, you get magic by just doing like physical attacks. I don't know if there's things to boost how much magic you get per hit, but you sling on them on average. I or all the time I've been getting three mana points or whatever. And then the to use certain moves, like like right now I got nine mana points to so use a fireball. That junk take, I think that junk take like eight. Um, so it's like I can use one fireball, and I'm gonna have to use two turns to get three mana or yeah, three mana or whatever to try to do it and get another fireball yeah so it's kind of like you kind of want to use it like sparingly um one of the bosses i fought they kind of switched their vulnerabilities and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and they got like different damage types and stuff too so depending on how they switch their vulnerability and stuff like that depends on how much damage you can do but again we talking about like that fireball man, like the, the man to use the fireball so i'm like i could hit do with everything i got swinging right but um he might switch his vulnerability, and then now I got to wait two turns to to get my fireball back, and now I'm missing out on extra damage, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I could have saved it and stuff, and I got to rebuild it back up. So you got that, you got different weapon types, and then the other thing that I noticed is that, uh, let me just try to make this real quick, the other thing I noticed is sometimes the enemies do something, like they're going to try to use like a, a strong move, mm-hmm. and then they will have like, if you hit, it's like this little slot thingy if you hit them with these three they might have three slots or whatever And anybody well if you hit me with a sword two times and then you hit me with a a hammer or something like that then you're gonna break me where i can't use my uh the strong attack that i was gonna do so there's some incentive to try to coordinate different attacks and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um other than that i mean it's it, i mean it's a rpg game and like i said i probably have more information on it uh, next week or something like that, because I've been playing it a little bit. So, uh, maybe next week or the week after, depending on how my schedule is. But, I mean, it seems straight. I mean, you got the you equip stuff, you got a cooking system where you cook food and stuff like that. And, um, the characters, they seem interesting enough. Um, and then, like I said, I feel like it's something brewing going on with one of the characters, but I don't know exactly what's really going on. It just kind of like you said, the hero tropes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, They seem like, you know, usually you get one dude that might be too cool, like a Sasuke dude, but they like boys or something. And then you might get one that's a little bit more like you know, fiery, like hot-blooded and stuff like that. But both of the characters seem like they are similar to each other and I like tropey, I guess, if you will. Mm. But
1: it's it's cool,
2: though. I like it so far. I mean, it's just kind of the stuff I observed with the game or whatever. All the graphics and everything cool. My Steam Deck Google's and Battery Planet, so I guess they doing something with the graphics and pushing it, or it's poorly optimized. <laughs> I don't know, but it it run good and stuff like that too. So, like I said, I mean, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. The soundtrack, I mean, I ain't did nothing too too crazy, but we'll see how the soundtrack evolve and change and stuff like that. Hopefully, it's good. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I really can't wait for them to bring out the Steam Deck with the better screen because I'll be using this thing a lot can't even front it's a great thing it's a great device uh, i don't really want to get a rogue ally or anything like that i want to kind of stay in the ecosystem of steam right now and i don't um mm, oh steam os i mean because it's not steam technically but steam os is really cool to me so i want to I keep working within that um but okay um the next thing that i kind of wanted to speak on i know you, uh I guess we, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, um, Baldur's Gate three PS five came out and, um, people are saying that the split screen, uh, still sucks on <laughs> the PS five too. And I, I understand that they want to do split screen on these games, but I, I guess that I've seen some issues where they were having frame rate problems. Now, I don't know where these sources are come from. Um, I seen like Kotaku, um, say something about it. And then like a few Reddit posts. Uh, but basically this is the reason why it wasn't able to get pushed on the series S and X because they were trying to figure out the split screen, but basically the split screen on the PS five was pretty bad as well. Like dropping to 21 frames, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, i don't know i don't i I, my thoughts around this is still the same i think this could have came out with the on the xbox and i think that they could have definitely already did the whole um non-parody stuff and i think that's what they kind of are going to do now um and it's going to be coming out this year sometimes but basically what they were saying was that it's a little rough around the edges on the playstation 5 um and it's probably going to be the same way on the Xbox Series X. It's going to be rougher than on the PC. Josh, were you planning on playing on a PC? Yeah, I'm playing on PC. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not that big of an impact to me. I think there's like a HDR graphical bug as well, but I just wanted to mention that there has been some reports of Baldur's Gate is not running and not. Not doing the best on the PS5, which is kind of expected. It's an expensive game for a very small, not that small, but small studio, and it's not going to have that level of polish, especially when you've been doing the playtesting on the PC, not on these consoles. So I don't really get that this is news. I just know that does it run well, or does it run to the point where I can get to the end? Yes. I think that's good enough. But um there is some stable stability issues out there if you were planning on playing this like couch co-op or something like that. You might want to check into those reports. Um armor core, Josh. Let me let you talk for a little bit. Give us I know we talked about it last time, and I think we you spent you spoke on it a little bit earlier about the some of the things that you liked, like the slice of life stuff. Um or like not slice of life, but the the stuff that they updated and like the the ease of playing um, and those uh, those changes that they made. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you kind of wanted to mention? I don't even remember if we talked about that off or on the pod. No, I'm kind of lost. Um, but yeah, give us a little bit more about Armored Core since you've been playing, got a little more time into it. Anything changed? Anything different that you want to mention?
1: Um, yeah, I think we mostly, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast last week, but I was so early in the game, I didn't have too much, I guess, to say. A lot of Mm -hmm. stuff I've learned after, um, and what I mentioned before, it is a build-focused game, uh, just like Mm -hmm. in the Dark Souls games and stuff, you can, you make your build, you know, you want to be heavy with a giant sword, or you want to be heavy and you throw a lot of magic and stuff like that. It's the the same kind of concepts. But this whole game is built around it where it's a lot easier. You don't have to go grinding out boss fights and stuff to to find the specific weapons that you need to make your build. Uh, You have everything in the shop and every chapter they add more items to the shop so this chapter you know, we're going to introduce energy weapons and stuff like that so you can start experimenting with those type of builds. Um, I think that opens up a lot of creativity which is the the most fun part a lot of people i've seen talking about is just like them creating a build that they like and overcoming the obstacles uh or even if it's not a build that you personally like like you like if i want to play a melee build but this boss is long range and i need long range i can still switch it up to a long range build that works to beat the boss but it's still my own style to it you know it, it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter you know. build as well. Um, the bosses are pretty challenging. Uh, I didn't get to mention it last week because I didn't get to it, but um, Baltaeus, he's like the chapter one boss. If you ever see any images online, he shoots out like a hundred missiles at the same time and, and they track you and he's flying around in a circle. Uh, so he's a really tough boss, but it's also like really, really fun because it's, You get to, really, it's fast-paced. The music is good. The boss is difficult, but you learn his patterns. You dodge in all the missiles. Um, So I think that, so far, that's been my favorite boss, but there have been some highlights after that. Uh, Overall, just really, really positive stuff. If you're interested in Armored Core, I think that most people would like it. It's just that you have to be still in the same mindset that it's a from software game the whole purpose is to fight these difficult encounters and get good and try out different builds and uh that is the biggest draw to it the mm-hmm. story i said it had no story before it does have some a story that is slowly building to it's just i would not recommend it like to go into it for the story like there might be some pro- some surprises in the story that you know make you like the game a little bit more but mm-hmm. you're playing the game for the robots for the combat for the customization i haven't tried the pvp yet uh but it is there oh, they got pvp Yeah 1v1 and 3v3 pvp Oh that's uh, interesting and it has a like lobby system kind of like a fighting game where you you know create a room and people jump into your room and fight like... there's no like quick matchmaking or anything you gotta use the lobbies uh, uh yeah uh, okay. one other quick thing i was going to mention is that um I, th- I would say an important mechanic that you unlock later is the os tuning which you know you can change your parts of the robot change your legs change your arms change your weapons but the operating system tuning is just like buffs and mechanics that you can buy uh for example, uh, One mechanic is that you can kick another robot, and they'll like knock them, stagger them for a bit. But in order to get that, you have to buy it from the OS system. And there's a whole bunch of like really, really useful stuff in there that I think a lot of people would maybe ignore uh, because you, in order to get the upgrade materials, you have to play the arena mode, and the arena mode is just like a one v one fight against like pve um enemies and they're they're pretty strong whatever but when you beat them you get the upgrade material and you can put that into the os system uh and give you like really 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 useful uh, upgrades that are passive like you don't have to equip them and there are some that you have to that you can equip like a a bubble shield (laughs) a super type thing but Mm -hmm. Most of it is just invest into it, and overall, the game will continuously get uh, easier. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, um, I guess anything y'all I... seen about it
1: or any questions? Oh, my bad.
0: No, it's something real fun. Is what's your favorite
1: entry into the Armored Core series? Uh, I started with Armored Core 4 on the 360. I played like the old PS2 games, but like back then those games were like really dumb controls and i didn't like them but uh the one on the 360 the controls were good i liked the games uh so armor core four and four answer are both really good probably mm. can pick them up for like five dollars they might be backwards compatible i don't know uh but yeah those are really good uh but six i think so far is is shaping up to be my favorite it's like the easy easiest to recommend for anybody gotcha. to start with, yeah, okay, well, good,
0: good, good, good. Um, One Piece live action, they delivered the goods, at least some people are saying that they delivered. I seen one part about Shax not being in the water and people not realizing that he's not a devil fruit user. Um, but I think that was it. Only thing I seen that was like people were like, Oh, I didn't like that. Um, but a lot of people like the action they like the anime uh, the the like uh, f the vFX um and they All liked right. a lot of about it but um I don't know I mean I haven't tried to watch it yet. I tried a few times over the weekend but it, like I just said it came out not too long ago. it's kind of difficult to kind of start a show and finish it um but I am gonna give it a shot. I mean, I was, I was waiting on the next episode for the actual One Piece anime. Um, so, I, I mean, my expectations aren't that high, but I'm glad that people are liking it. Um, people that even haven't watched One Piece before are saying that they enjoyed it, which tells me that they, that they are going to stay true to the anime because there is nothing not to like about that original season of One Piece, like... It was just a gang of people getting together, going out to sea, trying to trying to conquer the world like that is very simple to understand. And these characters are, you know, they are deep enough that you don't need much else. You don't need to kind of make it make it filmy. You just need to do justice to the characters. So I think uh, that's good. Um, But yeah. I think overall that it's really hard to pull off live action anime in any regard, like Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z. I'm talking, um, uh, Bleach. I'm talking death note. I'm talking any anime that has ever come out. That is live action has been atrocious. I mean, even avatar. So, for them to be able to pull it off with of one of the biggest animes in the, in the world, um, it's good. It's good to see. Um, I think they said a lot of it came from Oda being in, in, um, Involve. involved. Involved than anything. Which he's like, Y'all mm-hmm. not finna mess up my stuff. Y'all not finna have one. In, nobody's finna be romancing another crew member. None of that crap. <laughs> he said none of it um uh, which is awesome because like i said i like his vision um and i like what he did saw with his somebody, characters uh, so in the show
1: getting some cheeks they, they want everybody to get some cheeks man i'm like man what you well, mean somebody in the show was. I, i'm not familiar with the one piece characters but there's a dude with white white hair he was getting some cheeks in the show um, in this show yeah in the actual live action in the live what? action Man, who, who got white know.
0: hair in Smoke? one
1: piece? Vin Smoke? Who are you talking about? No, he white hair in, like, where... Does he wear a suit? Or, like... Sanji? Sanji? Sanji got gold hair. White hair, gold hair, you know. It's anime <laughs> hair. It's not, like, natural <laughs> hair color.
0: <laughs> you talking about Sanji was getting cheeks in this show? Oh, man. He is a ladies' man, but he don't never get no itches. Because, simply... He just okay. looked well, over I haven't time.
1: watched the show. I What I can say is I've seen a screenshot where either Sanji was getting cheeks or Sanji <laughs> showing cheeks on the screen. And that's what I was going to bring up. Oh. Because every live action adaptation always has to do the same thing. Where Master oh, Chief live action, must so you're going to see Master Chief cheat. And then Sanji... It's live action, so you're going to see some Sanji cheeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Sanji.
0: Live action. <laughs> now you got me looking at this up. Let me see. Um.
1: Man. <laughs> But um, I mean, uh, other than the the cheeks situation, um, I at least I'm happy to hear that it's mm-hmm. faithful and the the original creator is enjoying it. Because that's always the thing. I think that live action is is just a tough sell for um, most anime. Like I don't personally think it's the medium for a lot of anime because you lose a lot with translating it to it. Because even though if the VFX is good, it's it's kind of hard to do like Luffy and like you know One Piece and cr- all these crazy styles, especially like Dragon Ball Z, to like translate that into a real world situation where it feels authentic, but it's also not goofy and and dumb looking. Um, so it, it's cool. It's good to hear. I I didn't know that One Piece had a a story that's worth. Going into live action. Not to say that it, the story is not good, but for live action stuff, the stories are usually easy to digest or slower pace, and then mm-hmm. that works better for live action. Whereas, like, you got a crazy story and you like time traveling and teleporting and stuff like that. Like, I can never imagine seeing the moderate fight from Shippuden in live action. Like, it's just, why would you even bother? <laughs> i doing this stuff. yeah and, and the stories are also long like one piece is still not done it's a it's a billion million uh chapters and are you gonna do all of that in live action <laughs> no yeah no
0: it, it's it's tough especially when you have so much like like i said these characters are deep and that's because it's like so many episodes. They have so much to pull from. They, they all have b- good backstories. They all have ability to. And it always showed off in the first two seasons, three seasons. It's not like we took too long to get to know these characters and really get attached to them. It's that that they showed them off and then we got to build on characters. And then maybe they are bringing in new stuff later on. But their stories were deep enough to kind of go from there. Uh, Sanji's big reveal in him being a part of the Sigma uh, uh, dang it I can't even think of the name of the force uh, It's not Sigma force it's something but they, they basically were built in a lab and they were kind of created as these w- weird weapons but you don't know none of this stuff until later down the line but Sanji's introduction was already still good enough it's, it's so like that's why i like one piece because it simply is like nobody is left behind nobody feels like they don't fit and me- i remember when sanji uh <laughs> i still thought that that was really dope when usopp was fighting luffy like they're, they're literally main characters fighting each other and it's just like i don't see that that much in a lot of other animes where it's just like so many different dynamics um to the point where you can literally transfer it and you don't need to change a thing. Like, I don't think you need to change anything with Luffy and them story. I just think it's just a long story. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You have to kind of, you know, yeah. If you, if you're going to be in it, you gotta be in it. If you're not, you're not, but it's a long story. Um, but it's a, it's very much. So has a lot of impactful moments that they can pull from. Um, and this could go on for a long time. I don't think this would it could ever be like stale because it's just so much. So um I want to see the pacing of it though. I want to see the pacing of the live action cuz I don't know what that looks like yet. I know they're not going to be doing like the you know the they're not going to be doing a short you know parts like they normally do in the animes um in the animation or um, the actual cartoons or oh, let me say the anime not cartoon but the anime versus the live action I want to see what that pacing looks like I want to see how, many, how much stuff they cover in um, ep- every episode so we will see um, but yeah I'm, I'm excited to watch it um, I just gotta sit down and take the time to, to watch it I heard that they did a great job with the casting and it was it felt true to true to self so I'm ready, I'm ready to look for what that looks like uh, but yeah, one piece, um, his, his, the new episode, that animation was going dummy. I don't even know if y'all seen any of the animation for Luffy's, uh, gear five from the new one. That was like the best animation I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I didn't expect it to be like, it just like hit new gear, you know, like the introductory introduction to this. It felt so subpar to this last episode. I'm just like. How does that happen? How do y'all, the introduction to his Gear 5 not be the best animation work? And I'm I'm not even trying to slight it because it was good animation work after I went back and watched it like three times. I was like, okay, I understand why people were hyping the animation work and how they go from cartoony back to real, you know, like their style back to cartoon. But this, this is where you get the the, the oohs and the ahs, the hit, the real hits. And it's like, it still was doing that. It just did it in a far superior way. Um, so I was like, they just, they just hit an, a new tier or level when it come to animation. But, um, everybody is, um, I think happy with this last episode for sure. Took a while, but it's come out. Now I'm, now I'm in my, now I'm in my, uh, jujitsu kaizen bag. I'm, I'm, I just finished the movie which I think I did that I should have did that after but I'm watching now the season 2 Um, but yeah but yeah, it's a lot of good anime out right now I'm glad that One Piece is sitting up top right now with some good live action because we know we needed it um, so we can green light some really good ones in the future so let's see I gotta watch <clears throat> it still um that's what people's opinion is it's not my opinion so don't take it for it i will come back and i will tell you it's my exact opinion when i actually watch it but right now it's shaping up from other people's opinions to be a decent uh, experience overall yeah um what else what else what else what what
1: else i know that um is there a lot of anime adaptations coming? But is there anything that you think would actually be good if it was, you know, translated? Because personally, I would say there there'll never be a good Dragon Ball anime at a live action. But Mm-mm. there's a lot of other stuff that could still be good live action. Like, I think the best think?
0: contender right now is Demon Slayer because they don't really dwell into a lot of otherworldly stuff to the to a degree like they can like we've all seen demons portrayed in a certain way on screen right we've Mm -hmm. all seen ninjas portrayed in a certain way on screen i think that they have the easiest time transitioning that to live action um naruto is tough because we have so many iconic moments and we see those visions and it's been embedded in our brains for way too long Demon Slayer is really fresh. That he could get that off. Um, One piece of. Because of how long it is. Yeah. You could do it. You could, that, that's the only reason. That's the only reason you could do it. Like Dragon Ball. Unfortunately because of all their moments. They're, it's kind of too bombastic. And out over, it's eccentric. For it to truly. Be captured right. Unless you just had like the right actors like it really has the actors have to sell it and most of the time i couldn't see anybody really playing goku because right now we don't know if he light-skinned or, or white or asian <laughs> i don't know his hair throw me off g i don't know what that man is uh, he to be white but i would never see myself
1: envisioning goku as a white man i don't know uh Yeah, I don't know. It's it's ambiguous. A lot of anime. Personally, I would say that Naruto and Goku are Asian inspired, so they should lean Asian. Like Mm -hmm. Master Roshi is clearly a old Asian guy. Uh, So, but I mean, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Because you know, Netflix got it planned. They're gonna they're gonna touch all the big uh, anime franchises and make them live action. That Mm -hmm. is. It, it does draw attention. Um, and oh, for it seems for sure. To be, they're getting better and better. So we might see some uh, more good anime adaptations coming. Yeah, when when they did Cowboy Bebop, I didn't even give it a
0: chance. And I should have. But they canceled it, of course. But um, I was never like a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. So it was never going to be something where I was going to be judging it from that lens. I was going to truly just be watching the show. Um, because i always start it and never finish it at all i never finish it i just i just get exhausted from i don't know if i'm i'm not just interested in like the take or if it's just too slow of a burn like Trigun had a much better job of getting me through it than than cowboy bebop so i don't know maybe i just it just it's just a, it's a pastime but um but yeah i mean good anime good stuff Um, but the one I think would be the next that would work really well would be Demon Slayer, Josh. I'll have to give it to Demon Slayer. I think Tanjiro can be uh, transitioning to live action pretty well. Um, Hmm. and there's not much VFX you have to do. I mean, you have to do some, but you can truly, um, and it's so dark that yeah it's just it's like it's captivating from the beginning um so i would say demon slayer um which i'm pretty sure they got something in the works because it's just too big mm-hmm. um
1: it, it did blow up
0: recently no it blew up crazy uh what else what else what else I didn't really got much else. I think I wanted to mention um Yeah, I think that's it. I didn't really have anything else. Uh Final Fantasy is on sale for fifty dollars right now, and they did add some um DLC content. Um but yeah, that's it. That is it for me. Um, anything that you guys want to cover off on or discuss? Um,
1: well, nice. I don't. I don't want to go too long. Uh, I was gonna ask about games that. I'm just say it as get better over time, uh, because a lot of people were having contention with that as far as like Starfield, so like, mm. it. I think there's a difference between it having a slow start and then literally the game like giving you new mechanics like deep into the game I think Mm -hmm. that it for me I don't mind there are a lot of games that do that that I enjoy like I really like Final Fantasy 13 but it's a game that gives you new mechanics late in the game that Mm -hmm. that kind of make or break the game and without them you're not getting the full experience but you know at the same time not everybody wants to push through on that um so with starfield for example you know i you mentioned that it gives you a lot up front but like do you have any feelings towards games that like withhold miss mechanics for a long time um xenoblade chronicles x
0: um, where oh, they yeah, don't give they you a freaking out. thing for forever, oh, and you say it's like yeah. probably one of the better mechanics in the game. Um, I yeah. think that with withholding that put me off. Um, there was, um, for Horizon for a and West, I wouldn't call it a, b- a bad thing, but they don't let you fly into the end of the game. But that's like if you're a c- completionist. That would have been nice to have before you could went around and completed everything. I didn't do that, uh-huh. so I enjoyed yeah. that. Once I got finished with the game, I was able to fly around with the with the flying robot um, and just complete stuff. So, um, Hogwarts Legacy had a pretty good pace. Um, no, there was nothing like there. There is some like. There is some problems when it comes to like very much so game changing mechanics. Um mm-hmm. and then there's there's like things where they like, oh, we gotta come back to explore this. Like God of War Ragnarok did a lot of this. Which did not I did not like a lot. Like if you're a completionist, you like to finish everything and having to backtrack because you don't have the right thing to break the wall or something like that. Can of get tedious? Um, but again it's all about exploration and reminding yourself of where you went, where you didn't and have not went. Um, so I think God of War Ragnarok was just just big enough and just small enough for it not to be a big deal. Um, but I'm trying to think if there was anything else that really made me upset. Um, that really was like, "Wow, I wish I would have had this a long time ago um nah no, not really like there's there's never been like something like really game changing that was kept from me. There's always the the slow and thoughtful process of getting upgrades as you go that will allow you to get to new areas that really is the the way to go when it comes to me and expanding my 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 arsenal. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say the paraglider and Zelda would be an issue either cuz it's, it's showing you mechanics, it's showing you how to get around without it. You do take fall damage for a while until they finally give it to you like 4 hours into the game because you simply are exploring this big rock before you fall to the regular world. Um but I don't feel like that's a bad thing I feel like that's a way to kind of get introduced people to the mechanics um, yeah probably the biggest one would be Xenoblade Chronicles X that's the one that pissed me off the most so
1: yeah I'll, I'll say that's a good example of like most of the time I can I can wait because even mm-hmm. if it's a mechanic that's really good they're usually easing you into it and they give you other stuff but it's like mm-hmm. Xenoblade X that that is kind of the core of the game and like once you get it that's not the end of it because like you can't even fly yet uh when you get the robot and so it's like you gotta Mm -hmm. wait another you know five to ten hours before you can fly and it's like okay now the game is fully open i can actually explore and i don't think that it ruins the um difficulty of the game it's just like they just want to limit you that you're gonna walk through this area first and then now you got a robot. Now you can drive through the area. You can jump. <laughs> and, like, okay, now you're going to go to this same area where you can fly. And now you can see the whole area and go to the other parts of the game. It's like mm-hmm. it, it was it's in that game. So, um, Starfield, you know, I don't think it's the same situation. The story might be no, a slow burn. No, not, in the parts. not. i don't even think the story man i
0: think you'll enjoy it at the beginning i like my characters i like the people i was hanging out with and i kind of wanted to just get to talk to them a little bit more And as you explore with them they start to Mm -hmm. engage and talk and they like you know interact with the people that you're interacting with so like you have to really think about who you bring in like i wouldn't be bringing sarah the upright uptight stick-up-her-butt woman to all my dealings and neon, so I switch her off for somebody else like Andrea or something. So it's just like I always felt like I was super involved in the game from the beginning. And I don't know. I just, I don't... I think that I was just excited to play the game. And maybe that's why it made the first few hours feel like nothing. Because I was just... It just felt like no, it doesn't. Fa- it doesn't feel slow. It feels as if I'm learning a lot fast, and that's like that's gonna. That's a given though. It's a big game. It's a big. It's a big. A lot of stuff going on. Now I can understand if you didn't like the story elements and you didn't want to talk to people. Then yeah, you probably feel like man, when is this game going to really get going and let me do what I want to do. You do two missions, or not even two. You do like one thing, and then you can just run off and do whatever you want. You they give you a ship, and you're just off to the races. You don't have to go where they want you to go um immediately. So it's not as if you can't do these things. Um, and there's like small intricate things that happen. It's just like man, yeah. I have never played a Skyrim or Bethesda game, so I don't know how deep this stuff goes and if this is something new. Um, but from what I'm playing, this is the type of game I was looking for, for destiny to play. Like, like I wanted Mm -hmm. to have like an expansive story with companions and have fun doing things, Often, I have, like, gunfights, finding legendary items, finding things that help me out. Like, I found a a helmet that halves my mass of my weapons so I can carry more stuff. Like, I'm just having fun exploring the freaking game, bro. I like looking at all the crap I can pick up, the valuables, um, all this junk. It's just, like, I have not felt like this is a chore yet. I just felt like I'm just playing the freaking game, and I'm having fun. Yeah. Um, and, and, and and you might have a different experience. I'm not saying it's ever for everybody, but I'm saying if you are someone that enjoys those types of experiences, I really don't see you having a ha- hating this game. You might not give it a nine,
1: but you ain't gonna hate this game. It's too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> too I, much I like all the here. other games, but... You know, from mm-hmm. what you're saying so far, it seems to have strengths over Skyrim and stuff like that. Because, like, mm-hmm. the companions and people you meet in, like, Skyrim and stuff, they don't have any real depth to them. You know, mm-hmm. they're just your you're, you're pack meal, you give them your items, and they might say, you know, some funny stuff every now and then. Yeah. But uh, Starfield is a big interest for me. I just hope that I can finish it. Uh, I might stick mostly to the main story. For a while because like i want to actually finish a bethesda game <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see I, I, we'll, like i haven't gotten we'll, to the
0: we'll... point where my my stuff makes sense and like my consequences i mean like like if sarah how many if like if, if she keeps saying she don't like the stuff i'm saying to her or if she don't like the stuff that i'm doing out in the world like dealing with the underground people making bad deals pushing people to give me money instead of just saying i do it for the f- for the free free like i don't know how that consequence gonna look like but i have been trying to avoid doing shady things i'm like i need my money i'm not gonna be doing this stuff for the free and i'm playing as a ronin i'm someone that's for hire why the heck am i not getting paid because you will start a constellation and you want me to play this one like Listen, bro. I'm going with Andrea. Andrea, she she know what it is. She like I know I understand the world. I'm like cool because I'm taking you instead of like everybody else. I mean, I just I like I like f- like four out of the five I've already met. Um, so I I just don't feel like I'm gonna have like I'm I'm going to feel like the game is losing its legs very soon. I just don't feel that way. So, um, I just don't know what the you know how you got to figure out if the consequences really matter or if they're just saying stuff and they just want you to feel like it matters i need to see what's going to be the impact from my actions on the world what happens and i from the, from what i've heard and what i've seen you do have some of that in there i don't know how deep it goes but um i don't want my first playthrough to be like forget everything and just go uh boss to the wall and everything i just want to kind of play like i would normally play an rpg i don't want to be quick saving everything in case something go wrong but any maybe some important stuff but overall yeah i'm just playing it how how i was gonna play it and um going from there so but yeah this has been a long one so um we're gonna end it here uh check out starfield it comes out today if you want to check it out on game pass um like I said, go go ahead and formulate your own opinion. Don't take anyone's word for it. If you think the game is interesting, play the game, bro. Like, um, Ain't nobody gonna stop me from playing One Piece of Odyssey. I still gotta play it. It's still on the backlog. Nobody's gonna stop me. Uh it's gonna get played. Uh ain't nobody stopping Jalen from playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And ain't nobody stopping Josh from playing Deus Ex Human Mankind. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> nobody stopping you. Just play the games right, you right, wanna right. play. Bro. Stop stop acting like these people have power over what you're gonna play. They don't. If you enjoy something, yeah. just go enjoy it. Um take it from me. I'm gonna play a six out of ten. Uh, Naruto yeah, game. <laughs> ever
1: I my borderlands whenever you I know I'm reborn. buying
0: every Far Cry I just bought six I, 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 I'm buying all of them baby I might go buy Avatar Far Cry Avatar with avatars in it you know what I'm saying like I still like the formula y'all tell me
1: every time man not, that game wastes time but I always go buy it <laughs> I'm waiting for uh Far Cry Space Edition. Don't don't Make get sure me started
0: on Just funny. Cause. You know Jalen used to cook me for that one. <laughs> I still play those no games, baby. So it's just what you play what you want to play, man. Don't let nobody tell you no different. If you enjoy something, go enjoy it. uh But thank you guys for listening, as always. I want to thank you guys for getting here. If you got to this point, you're the real OG. We're going to have some lots to talk about next week as well. So stick around, subscribe, give us thumbs up, whatever you got to do. But thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you all in the next
1: one. Peace.